Hey y'all, and welcome to the podcast channel for Impact Student Ministries at Eubank Baptist Church. And we're going to jump right into the message for our students this week. And so for most students, if not all, it is officially summer break. Most students are out of school. They've done their finals. They are um, officially in summer. And with summer, uh, depending on, on what your summer looks like, summer comes with comes with some additional freedom, right? Because if you're, uh, maybe this freedom comes during the day, whether you work or not. If you work, uh, you don't have as much freedom as someone who isn't working, who can do what they want to do with their day. Maybe for you, the, the, the additional freedom comes at night where there's less homework to do, right? You're not in school. Uh, there's no projects, no assignments, and you can spend your night however uh, you may want to or however your parents will allow you to. And as we come into this time of summer, uh, as we as we think about summer being a, a few months of additional freedom, I want to ask you this question, and I want us to consider this and and, and this question will be uh, what what drives our conversation uh, tonight and so the question is what will you be about when you think of your summer when you think of all the things that will go on in the summer of 2022 what will you be about now if I really wanted to know the answer to this question for you all I would have to do is watch you, right? Because we answer this question through our actions, through our words, through our thoughts, through our decisions, and, and all these things. Uh, if, if, if someone's watching us, that will give them an indication of what we are all about. And what I want us to consider, and I'm going to uh, give you a little preview of, of the end of the message, but the Bible tells us that if you if if you're listening to this and you are a Christian, you are someone who follows Jesus, the Bible gives us the answer to this question. God tells us through his word what we should be about. And tonight, in this moment, we're gonna drop in on a moment in scripture where Jesus explicitly tells us what God wants us to be about. And so in this moment, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 6. And I want to encourage you to find a Bible of your own. Find your own copy. Because what I want you to do is, as we're going through this, I want you to read this for yourself. I don't want you just to take my word for it. Because if you don't have it in front of you, for all you know, I could be making all this stuff up. So we want you to experience the Word of God where you are. So take a moment, pause this, go find a Bible. And when you come back... Uh, make your way to Matthew chapter 6. And we're going to be uh, in verses 19 through 21. Then we'll jump down to verse 24. So as you're making your way to Matthew chapter 6, let me give you some content, some some, some context of what's going on before our, our focal verses tonight. So in Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7, you've probably heard of this reference to or or are referred to as the Sermon on the Mount. And so in Matthew chapter five, six, and seven, Jesus on a hillside is preaching to hundreds and hundreds of people. In fact, this is the moment where where you see Jesus go into this preacher mentality and, and, and in Matt and, and in chapters five, six, and seven, you see Jesus uh discussing some some things that uh that, that really are uh, relevant to our Christian walk today. And so 
Matthew chapter 6 is right in the middle of this. And so uh, let's read verses 19 through 21, then jump down to verse 24. So Matthew chapter 6 verse 19 says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And jump down to verse 24, which says, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will, de- or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. So there's three takeaways that I, I want us to see from these verses. The first one is this, is that your treasure shows what you value. Your treasure shows what you value. And we see this in verses 19 and, 19 and 20, which again says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, but where thieves and, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. Now you have to understand that in this time, in this moment of when this is being spoken, a group of religious leaders called the Pharisees, they had the belief, and I have to imagine that with this belief, they, they even taught this belief, but they believed that the Lord materially blessed all that he loved. So essentially, if they had, if, if someone had more material things, they would be more blessed or more favored by God. And so what Jesus was saying here, the, the statement of do not store up yourselves treasures on earth goes against that, right? Because treasures on earth are materialistic right they are they are that they are materials that they will not last and even uh, Jesus references that right he says that the, the the treasures on earth it's a place where moth and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal so your treasure shows what you value but what you value is noticeable and we know this, right? You and I, we we can resonate with this, right? Because what we value is noticeable because we protect the things that we value, right? So typically, uh, people, when they leave their homes in the morning, uh, whether it be to go to school or go to work or whatever, typically they will lock their home up, right? They'll lock the front door, they'll lock the back door, they'll make sure all the windows are closed. Uh, the same thing for our cars, right? When you go to the store, when you go to a friend's house, when you go to the movies, Typically, you're going to lock your car door uh, because you don't want someone coming in and stealing your car, right? That 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 would be a very uh, that that would be a downer on a date, right? You got to move with your date and then come out and your car's gone. But we we lock up the things that we value, and just like with our homes, we don't we don't want someone to come in to our homes and to steal our stuff and to break things and to mess things up. So we. We go to these extra measures to protect what we value. And so what I what I think about is, you know, all these things that, that we can do to protect ourselves, right? You have all these uh, softwares and programs and, and, and all these things that you can use to protect the things that you have here on this earth. If we go through such a length for those things... How much more important is it for us to protect our relationship with Jesus? Uh, 
how much more important is it to protect our time with God, right? Because I would love to say that every night, every morning, I read my Bible. I would love to say every night, every morning, I pray. I would love to say every morning, every night, uh, I spend time worshiping God for who He is. But that's not the truth because some days I don't. Some days I don't read the Bible. Some days I don't pray. Some days I don't spend time thanking God for who He is and for what He's done for me. But I should. And you should. If you're listening to this and you are a Christian, you are someone who called yourself a Jesus follower, that should be a priority in your life. You should protect that at all costs. Your time with God should be val- should, should be uh, valuable. It, it should be something that you uh, don't take for granted. And I, and I say this all the time. If you are only getting God's word on a Wednesday or Sunday or whenever the church doors are open, you are missing so much of what God has for you. You're missing so much of what he wants to be teaching you and what he wants to be showing you. And so what you value is noticeable. So my question for you is, do you notice your value for Jesus? Do people outside of you notice your value for Jesus? And one thing that I love about God is that he always explains himself because as you probably know, uh, there's a three-letter word that when parents hear this, they they just they just kind of get all irked up because this question is so frustrating sometimes. And as a kid, you said this, and even now you said this probably. But the 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 three-letter word is why, right? When you if if, if you if you're around uh, small children and you tell them not to do something, hey, don't don't put your hand on the stove. Don't put uh don't don't put uh yourself in danger. They will ask the question of why. But God gives us that because again, He says that if our treasures are on earth, they're in a place where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But if you store yourselves, if you store for yourselves, treasures in heaven, moth, moths, vermin, thieves, nothing can destroy those things. So again, your treasure shows what you value. Check out takeaway number two, which is that what you value shows who or what your heart belongs to. What you value shows who or what your heart belongs to. The reality is that all of us, our heart belongs to something. Our heart belongs to someone. If you're listening and you're a parent or you're married, your heart belongs to that person, right? When you said, I do, you were you were saying, my heart is yours. My attention is yours. If you're a student about to go off to college and you choose a college, your heart will be for that college to a degree, right? For the next four years or more, uh, depending on what your schooling looks like, you are saying, for the next X amount of years, my heart goes to the school. My heart belongs to the school. And so our hearts belong to something or someone. But when I when I think about this, I ask the question, why, why is the heart so significant? Because the heart is one of the most referenced and one of the most talked about uh, organs that Christians bring up in conversations, right? Like check your heart, right? Like know your heart, protect your heart, guard your heart. But so, so why is the heart so important? Well, did you know that the heart is referenced over a thousand times in the Bible? That if you read through the Bible, 
you'll notice that the heart is referenced over a thousand times in the Bible. And what that tells me is that God is trying to really hint at something there, right? Just like with your parents, or if you are a parent, if you repeat something over and over and over again, it's because you want your kids to get it, right? You want your kids to listen to whatever you are sharing. So if the heart is referenced over a thousand times in the Bible, God is trying to get us to realize something about the heart. And here it is that the heart represents a person's center, the place where everything comes from. And that's something that they believed even back then, that they believe that every emotion you feel, every thought you have, every desire that you have, all comes from the heart. It is the central location for everything. And so in verse 21, when Jesus says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also, he knew that there was a correlation between what we valued and where our heart was. Because if our heart is given to something or someone, we're going to value them, right? We're going to value that thing, value that person. And so if you want to know what you're going to be about in a given amount of time, if you want to know what you're going to be about this summer, summer of 2022, check where your heart belongs to. Check where your heart is. Because where your heart belongs to, who your heart belongs to, that's what you're, that is what you're going to be about this summer. But check out our last takeaway for this, for this moment, for this message tonight. Takeaway number three, a disciple cannot split his or her loyalties. A disciple cannot split his or her loyalties. And we see this in verse 24, which again says, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Now listen, this scripture is not just talking about the currency of money. So if you're listening to this or you read that or you, you read that verse, even if you would say, you know what, money is not a big deal to me. If I have some, great. If I have a lot, great. If I have not a lot, great. This is even talking to you. Okay, so you're not off limits just because you're not, uh, you know, big on having a lot of money. But Jesus was talking about something much more than currency. Because if you look at, at, at where money is translated from, because everything, every version of the Bible is, is a translation. So if you look at where money is, is translated from, it's translated from wealth and prosperity. And what you and I know is that we can be wealthy and prosperous without a lot of money, right? For some people, they consider wealth and prosperity as having X amount of friends. If I have this many people that I can call on, that I can uh, lean into, then I am, a, am, am in a place of wealth and prosperity. For some people, it's recognition. If I have this amount of recognition, I will be in a place of wealth and prosperity. For some people, it's status, right? If I have just this status, if, if, if I get to this position within the company, I will have this, I'll I'll be in this place of wealth and prosperity. If I can be that kid in the school that everyone thinks is popular, that thinks is cool, that thinks that they have it going on, then I'll be in a place of wealth and prosperity. But Jesus was not talking about money. He was talking about a, a moment. And what I can tell you is that if you want to be in the best possible place to be wealthy and prosperous, it involves having a relationship with Jesus. Because 
when God or when, when when Jesus said you cannot serve both God and money, he was saying, hey, you can't go back and forth. And a lot of people that they try to do that, right? A lot of people they try to be uh for team Jesus, but also uh be for 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 team world, right? Uh on on Sundays and Wednesdays and maybe another day that you go to church, uh, you, you are team Jesus that day, right? Everything, uh, you're excited about church. You're excited about being to hang out with your friends. And so you are team Jesus through and through, but other days where, where church is not a thing, maybe you're more team world. You are more about self. You're more about, uh, promoting your own kingdom. You're about, uh, promoting yourself. And so a lot of people, a lot of Christians, honestly, try to play both sides of it, but you can't. Jesus was very clear here. You cannot serve both God and money. And money was the big thing back then, right? Remember how I said that the Pharisees believed that if you were materially blessed, that you were favored? Well, in order to get things, you have to have money, right? If you want a new phone, you have to have money. If you want a new car, you have to have money. If you want a new house, you have to have money. And so Jesus was using an example from them, or from them, but for, for our time now, Maybe he would say you cannot serve both God and status. Maybe he would say you cannot serve both God and recognition. Maybe he would say you cannot serve both God and desire. You cannot serve both God and self-pleasure. You cannot serve both God and uh, self. And so a disciple, someone who follows Jesus, cannot split his or her loyalties. And so as we bring this conversation to a close, I want to ask you this question. When you think about your summer of 2022, are you going to be all in for Jesus? When you think about all that you will do, all that you'll be a part of, all that you will spend time doing, will Jesus be a part of all of it? Will Jesus be your all? Because either you are all in for Jesus or you're not. There's no uh, back and forth. There's no playing both sides. There's no uh, Team Jesus uh, three, four days a week, Team Self, the rest. No, either you're all in for Jesus or you're not. You can't be on both sides because everything in the Bible, everything that God teaches, listen, everything he teaches is naturally going to go against what culture says. Everything that the Bible teaches, everything that God has spoken through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit goes against what the world says. So if you uh, want to live a true Christian biblical walk, you are a true Christian follower, a, 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 true, a, a, a true Jesus follower, then you will have a life that goes against everything that the culture, everything that the world teaches. So there's going to be some discomfort. There's going to be some some feeling a little put out sometimes because that's how it's supposed to be. Jesus even says that because the world hated him, they're going to hate us too. Because if they hate the person that we are following, that we're trying to point people to, it's natural that they're going to hate us too. And so this summer, are you going to be all in for Jesus? If you're listening and you have never put your faith in Jesus... That's where you got to start because before you can be all in for Jesus, you have to have a relationship with Jesus. Being all in starts with having a relationship. And so if you're listening, I want to encourage you to press into God. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10 verses 9 and 10 that the way to salvation is a belief 
in your heart and a confession with your mouth. A belief in your heart that you're a sinner, that you cannot earn your salvation, you cannot work for your salvation. There is nothing you can do to earn your salvation and that your salvation comes through the death and the resurrection of Jesus. So the belief is that I'm a sinner, I need Jesus, and that's it. But then it's a confession. You have to confess that with your mouth to someone. You have to start by confessing it to God, right? Because God is the one who gives that relationship. So you got to start by confessing it to God, then confessing it to someone. Tell someone, hey, I gave my life to Jesus. I gave my life to God. Because that is the best thing that anyone could do. That is the best message that any pastor could preach. Jesus is the best thing, the best message, the best person that has ever walked this earth and that that can ever be talked about. And so if you are listening and you've never done that, you've never placed your faith in his hands, you've never placed your life in his hands and you've never surrendered, you've never said, Jesus, you are my all, that you have complete control, that's where you got to start right now in this moment. If you have questions about that, you can reach out to us. You can reach out to our Instagram page or our Facebook page because we want to walk through this with you. We don't want you to do all this alone because you're not supposed to. The Christian life is not meant to be lived alone. It's not meant to be worked out alone. But if you are listening and you are a Christian, you are someone who follows Jesus, I want to encourage you and maybe even challenge you that this summer that there be no question that you are all in for Jesus because with more freedom— comes more opportunities to show people Jesus. So thank you for for listening. And before you go, I want to pray for you. Uh, Wherever you are, however you're listening to this, I want to pray for you right now. So will will you pray with me? God, thank you so much for today. Thank you so much for the opportunity to proclaim the name of Jesus through technology. Right now, I pray that if there is anyone listening that has never given their life to you. They've never called you their savior. They've never admitted that they were a sinner who needs to be saved only by Jesus. And they have never confessed that to you primarily, but to someone else. Secondly, God, I pray that right now in this moment that you would stir in their hearts, that with that stirring, God, with that movement, that they would press into someone who can help them, God, whether it be reaching out to us, whether it be reaching out to someone that they trust, a friend or a family member, God. But let anyone who's listening right now to this, who has never placed their faith in you, don't let them leave this moment without trusting you, without without walking into salvation. And for those that are listening that are followers, they are Christians, God, let us be all in for you this summer with all our decisions, all our thoughts, all our time spent, all of our moments. God, let it be all in for you. We love you and we are grateful that you loved us so much. Even when we were enemies to you, God, you sent your son Jesus to change that. So thank you for this moment. I thank you for everyone listening right now. And God, we give you praise and honor and glory for all of it because God, without you, nothing is possible and, and nothing makes sense. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We love you. And it's your great name that we pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening, and we will see you all next week for another message here on the podcast channel for Impact Student Ministries.